Good evening and welcome back to my podcast. And we are busy listening to Ghosts of Sussex. And this is chapter 14, Some Eastbourne Spectres. Enjoy. In 1918, when she was 10 years old, Pamela Frankau, later the well-known novelist, was attending a school called Claremont at Eastbourne. It was there that she saw a ghost in broad daylight. An unusual feature of the sighting was that she saw the ghost first of all reflected in a mirror. As she came up the stairs, Pamela could see the cupboard standing on the landing. The cupboard was ajar, and the mirror on the front of it reflected a view of her bedroom, whose door was wide open. In this glass she noticed something moving across the bedroom floor. She was puzzled because the other two girls with whom she shared the room she had just left in the garden. As she was wondering who it could be, the ghost ran out of the room and was like a dwarf because it was humped white shaped. The ghost scuttled to the middle of the landing where it faded away. Although it sounds indistinct, she was quite sure it was solid but she did not tell anyone about it until she was grown up. Another haunted school is Eastbourne College. This one is not so odd as Pamela's but it is infinitely more pathetic. It is the ghost of a young boy who found everything too much for him and he hanged himself in one of the dormitories. His pale shape has been seen standing still near a bedroom doorway as though he were waiting to ask something. There is also an icy cold feeling in one part of the corridors. As a contrast to this youthful ghost, the next ghost belongs to an old man who had become too attached to the armchair he used to occupy at a nursing home in Gorringe Road. The old man must have spent many hours sitting in that comfortable armchair mulling over the events of his past life and when he died it did not seem to make much difference to him. The other's residents could sense his presence and hear his laboured breathing in the sitting room every evening. A man living in a cottage in Watts Lane had a nasty experience one night when he woke to find a ghost clutching his leg and embolishing him in his bed. A gentle haunting is one thing, but a strong armed ghost is quite another. Not surprisingly, the man sought the help of a Roman Catholic priest the very next day. The priest came and sprinkled holy water around the house. This seemed to settle the ghost, who had also been accustomed to turning on the bath water and opening doors unexpectedly. The ghost was the cottage's late owner, who had apparently taken an active dislike to the new owner's wife. When she was away, all was peace and quiet, but when she was in the house, the ghost became active. After the priest's visit, she was away from home for about five years, but as soon as she returned, the ghost was troublesome. He was seen walking up the stairs, and he was no misty shape either, because every detail of his face and clothes could be seen, so there was no mistaking his identity. 
Also, the couple's children heard a voice calling from the attic on several mornings. The house was eventually sold. An outside ghost, as it were, has been seen near a roundabout where Wellington Road and King's Drive converge. She is dressed in grey and is seen in late afternoon. Her sudden appearance can cause havoc to motorists who think that she is a real person and they feel convinced that they have hit her because there is no time to break. One motorist has seen it twice with the year's interval between the sightings. Her clothes has been described as a custom in the style of the 1920s and people have linked her with a woman golfer who was killed here in the 1920s in a bad smash which killed other people too. Well that is that for this chapter. Please hang around and listen to the other previous podcast that I have done. And if you like this podcast, please come back and enjoy the next one. Until then, don't let the ghosts and ghoulies bother you too much. Cheers. <laughs>